Hello, everybody, and welcome to it. Whoa, I was a little close there. Uh, uh, welcome to another episode of Cullen on Film. Uh, you can see us live right now on the Cullen on Film channel on Facebook, as well as uh, a shared universe. So we're running right now on two things. And uh, right now we have guest filmmaker, uh, writer, director, DJ Higgins. How are you? Great, man. I appreciate the invite. As I said uh, on my Facebook and Instagram, I was excited when you asked me because... You know, you've always supported me and you were one of the first guys to reach out in the first film I ever made, which uh, which really got the, everything started in terms of the festival circuit. You know, knowing yeah. that someone appreciates your work. So I'm, I'm a pretty loyal C.J. Cullen fan here. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, uh, you know, we, it, it's a new show that we're doing. It's about, you know, we do about 30 minutes one-on-ones. And sometimes we have, like, uh, a bunch of people, like, cast or crew from the shorts. And we have, like, a Brady Bunch thing going on here. So we've had all different types of episodes. And I originally did it for uh, school. For uh, You know, we usually have people come in and, and talk uh, in the classroom. And obviously, we couldn't do that. So I'm like, how am I going to do that? we're doing online school. So I'm like, this is it. This is the ticket. And we just keep going. So uh, I'm glad to have you and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. So we just basically talk about, you know, film and your career and how you got started. So we'll start off um, your filmmaker. How, how did you get started in, 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 in this business uh, from the beginning? So, I mean, I've always had a lot of ADD and not just to <laughs> th throw the word out. I've been tested and, some of the results, I came back positive and they were like, well, you, you kind of have it. So you have to deal with yeah. it, whether you want to uh, get medicated or not. It's up to you. But yeah. on top of drinking about six cups of coffee a day, uh, I have a ton of interest. And the only thing that could kind of ever keep me focused, even when I was a little kid, was Friday night movies. Mm -hmm. So uh, there was a time where I was a really competitive runner in, in high school. So Friday nights before a track meet. You know, I played a bunch of different sports to try to put in my movies. You know, I was a wide receiver. I, I played right wing in hockey, got a couple concussions. But, you know, in high school, predominantly, I was a, I was a runner. And uh, my father and I had this awesome ritual where every Friday night we'd go to Blockbuster and we'd comb through that store. And he'd, <laughs> like, but, it, I mean, it, it, dude, it was the most badass thing in the world that I remember yeah. because my dad would be like, you could spend – you know, seven bucks, you can get two movies. And he would say, well, here's a movie that you have to see, you know, Rocky one or two or three. And he'd explain it to me as a kid. And, uh, and then we'd read the back and he says, but choose wise, this is a classic, you know, and then something new would come out and we, we kind of talk about the cover and whatnot. We'd get pizza and go home. And I bring it up because it's not like I was raging on a Friday night at that point. You know, I was trying to watch a movie and then get up and, and, and run track. But I remember, yeah. And I, I remember really having this, this feeling in high school, especially with a lot of Denzel Washington movies at the time where I was so focused and so entrenched in the film mm -hmm. that I didn't want to go back to the real world. I, yeah. I was, I, I said, I hope this movie never ends, you know? And, and, and that was like a surreal utopia when you're in another world and you're like, I don't want to go back to real life. And, and when the credits came, I was disappointed. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and the thought of becoming a filmmaker at that point, you know, I'm 34. So we're talking, you know, high school was 18 years ago. Um, not 18, is the math wrong? Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> it goes quick, man. <laughs> and, it goes uh, quick. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the thought of becoming a filmmaker wasn't realistic because, you know, I was like, how do I get the equipment? And, you know, how does one do that? So I went 
to uh, college. I was a business major. Didn't really like it that much. And um, long story short or longer story shorter, I, I uh, ended up doing a master's in Italian and, and I moved to Italy for a while. And I had a, a professor named Antonio Vitti who really took me under his wing and he introduced me to neorealism. And um, that was a time post-World War II when Italian filmmakers didn't have the money. So they worked with unprofessional actors. They didn't have money to light, so they used natural lighting. Um, they just basically were guerrilla filmmakers with a great story. I prefer no excuse filmmaking, though. And they just got out and were willing to be brave and, and tell great stories with whatever they, they could. And, you know, such films as uh, Bicycle Thieves, Ladri di Bicicleta and uh, Rome Open City, you know, they were low budget films that I thought mm -hmm. these are better than multimillion dollar um, <laughs> productions. And then um, my uncle Lou, who, who uh, my uncle Louis, who, who's been a big part of my life ever since I was a kid, said, "You know, you love movies so much. That's all you kind of talk about." He said, "Sacred Heart University has a uh, a film school opening up for working professionals. So yeah. one year masters and it's Tuesday and Thursdays." And uh, he really pushed me. He said, "You know, you you've always been artistic, and you know, I paint and whatnot." And he says, "Why don't you try that out?" And that's where I met Julie Robinson. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, I was going to say, that's, that, that's where you met your producer, huh? Yeah, and, and, and so much more than a producer. I mean, yeah. Ju you know, Julie, in this industry, you know, I, I'm kind of cynical where I think a lot of people uh, talk too much rather than actually make movies. And that's another thing I like about you and Chris, that you, know, you guys are walking your talk and, you're, and you really love filmmakers. And, you know, I wish not we had more time to keep going and doing more and more. But, you know, time is... I wish, you know, yeah, man, but, but you guys like, you know, I say it all the time and, and, and it's, and it's genuine and Julie knows like, uh, the bright side tavern is one of my all time favorite film festivals because wow. it's fun. <laughs> you know? and, and, and there's people out there like Mike Vetsa and, and Tom Bragg and, you know, people that you're hanging out with all the time, Larry Rosen, you know, that you're just, like I said, Chris Capacity, you know, another great guy, you know, Steve, and, you know, you look forward to seeing these people. Uh, I met, uh, Katrina Mitchell there, uh, and that led to her festival. So, you know, you guys just do a kick-ass job all around. Um, but, you know, to really talk about filmmaking without Julie, uh, yeah. yeah, none of this is, is remotely possible because I don't want so to be a producer, but she, yeah. she, she's there, a loyal friend too, you know? You, but, so you met there at Sacred Heart? Is that there yeah, classes there? That's, that's where you met, right? Well, uh, funny story that, film. <laughs> that I shouldn't tell, but I'll but I'll find <laughs> Um, the first assignment was to find somebody's script and you direct it. And then they find your script and direct it. So I did not like this idea and I love Julie's script. So I said to Julie and she liked my script. Yeah. I said, why don't we kind of do something shady and yeah. <laughs> you direct yours and I'll direct mine. And we'll just say we co-directed it. And, uh, <laughs> and from there, our friendship was born because yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got, we got in a lot of trouble at that point. You know, everyone was pissed off, but mm -hmm. we both realized that, uh, 
we had a good sense of humor and part of being a filmmaker is having your vision and fighting for it. So uh, from there, a great, you know, Julie's also one of my best friends. So it's not yeah. only a partner, it's, 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 it's a very tight. Yeah. So since, since then the, the two of you collaborated on pretty much everything, right? Everything you did. I never Most did. Of I never everything. Yeah. yeah. There hasn't been one project put together that we haven't done together. And then it all started. It was your, your first short film? Was that uh, first short film that I know that you did was uh, Meet Mario that was out there? Was that the first one, or did you do ones before that? Or so yeah. So the, the cool thing about you know, there's all of this this hoopla around uh, film school. You know, and you have we, we forget that the, that the original movie brats, which you know John Gallagher always talks about. You know, Scorsese, George Lucas, Spielberg, and Coppola. Yeah. You know, they went to film school, but they worked together <laughs> and they, and they helped each other out. And, yeah. uh, I, I, I believe in the value of film school because it allows you to collaborate with a ton of people, but most importantly, it allows you to make a lot of mistakes. So I, mm -hmm. you know, shot three or four films before it that were seriously flawed, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and you, and you get the mistakes out and you still make yeah. mistakes, you know, mm -hmm. every film has problems, but, but you learned you learned from there to, to how to make a film on like almost no budget or low low budget films. That's like oh, the yeah. first step. Yeah, and, and that was why I went to film school, man. Like anybody at Sacred Heart knows that I was I was hustling all the time, and I was involved in every single project. I shot a commercial with the UFC gym. I mean, those I, I figured, uh, you know, if I if you got to go out and take a loan for uh, at the time, I think it was like thirty three k if I can pump out 10, 20 movies and have a reel and get people to work on my project for free and I'll work on their projects for free, that's going to exceed the cost. And, th and that was actually what happened with me, Mario, the feature, you know, we shot the short the feature, and, yeah, yeah. and we got the whole school involved. Uh -huh. and, oh. and the entire school was, you know, gaffer and editing and, you know, and it, and yeah. it was cool. So. And so uh, you went, did you go right from the short to the feature? Was that the second one or did, did you have like, did you do another short before that? So I think you actually saw, you saw the original meet Mario. Yeah. It yeah. was just the short. And um, yes, yes, yes. So this guy named Jerry George, I, he, he needed a project and I, and I, and I gave him the script and he loved it. And um, actually at Ken uh, Vecchio's, uh, film festival, we, we won best short there and Ken's oh, yeah. son is Mario. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I was there as a consultant and, and Jerry directed the first project and, and I wrote it and I saw a lot of people were going crazy over it. So I said, why don't we redo this? Why don't we, you know, have a Kickstarter campaign. I'll direct it. Julie will step on. She did a lot of rewrites um, and, and produced it as well. We actually wrote the feature together. Um, and then we'll shoot a new short, push that out, try to get attention, and then find and gather money and, and, and direct, you know, attention to Kickstarter um, to, to, to raise the feature. And the whole thing was we were trying to do the feature for like 10 K and, and yeah. no one really believed that. And, Mm. It cost a lot more than 10 K, but, <laughs> but you know, it wasn't a hundred thousand dollars, you know, we were, yeah. so. 
And then, so that went around and then, uh, it's tough. It's tough to get the, those, uh, features going, but then, um, you went back and, uh, you started doing some more shorts like, uh, Pascal's, uh, magic veal. Yeah. I mean, so the, the tricky thing, like at that time, Instagram wasn't where it is now. The iPhones, uh, camera wasn't shooting 4k and you couldn't play. Not yet, yeah. You know? Not yet. Right. Yeah. No. And this is only six years ago. I know. Right. It wasn't that long ago, but yeah, it wasn't around yet. No. Nah, man. And like now, like the iPhone 11, you know, uh, the, the quality is, is just remarkable. Um, so, you know, at that time I, I was really convinced you got to shoot a feature, you know, so you could sit at that table. Yeah. And maybe you would sit in, in the back and no one would acknowledge you. You still had a seat at the table saying, I get how hard it is to put something together, you know, over an hour. Um, and then I kind of switched gears saying, if you could do a really tight, phenomenal short project, shop it around and say, Hey, look, if you like this, the next uh, hour and 20 minutes will look just like this. And, uh, and, and that proved to be a change in, in, and I guess a business philosophy where, you know, you're always trying to showcase this as the first step to something bigger. And those are all the shorts that I write. It's not just, you know, Pasquale that tried to launch as also a series. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was a comedy. And then you did another Italian comedy. So you, you went the comedy route, but then you went again, you went back to the, the, the tough dramas as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you prefer to do? Do you prefer to write the comedy or the dramas? What's your preference or it doesn't matter? Well, Pasquale's magic view. I, I love comedy is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah com- comedy is my absolute favorite because, but they're always dark comedies. Yeah, 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 darkish, yeah, dark comedies, yeah. Yeah, so like, <laughs> exactly. You know, because Pasquale's Magic Reel is 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 at the end of the day pretty dark. It's about it is, yeah, <laughs> you know, contemporary relationships not being worth it. <laughs> so you're laughing, but you're you're laughing at like failed relationships, which is which is actually pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, and, and it's such a great feeling to, as you know, as the writer to sit in the back of the room and, and watch people actually laugh at your stuff. You feel like your movie, I guess, in a strange way, gives something every time it's shown, which uh, in my mind, I always thought great film is a form of generosity because it's contributing to somebody's life. Um, the, the dark stuff came from just the need to try and combat, you know, the heroin epidemic and whatnot. But, you know, it's, it's, it's really heavy, you know, smack after even editing it and watching it so many times, it starts to wear on your, your psyche. So. So yeah, that was, that was, that that was supposed to be a series or uh, you did a bunch of shorts and then you made the longer short for that. Was that supposed to be a series? Yeah. So, well, actually, um, so what ended up happening with that was the idea, you know, I, I worked with, uh, on an, uh, um, Craig Ravella and, uh, Alex Montaldo and, and, and they were so good in all of these projects that we just kept on saying, these people, let's, are so much, let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. And, and a couple of bucks were thrown here and a couple of bucks were thrown there. You know, we were working with clap it and, um, Eventually, we popped off four because I thought, you know, there could be some relevance we could put together as a uh, as a feature. And 
what I did right before this pandemic is I actually shot with Craig and Anise another 40 minutes. So I have oh, a wow. feature edited. Oh, wow. And it's a mockumentary. It's, it's wild, bro. It's, oh. it's yeah, this is, so I've been editing it during, you know, this break. That, that's good. So you, you know, a lot of people were like just getting started and getting ready to do something and this happened. So, but there are some people that like just shot stuff and then they had all this time to edit. So like they're just been, I, I talked to some filmmakers they are like, yeah, I just been editing for like two months. Oh yeah. So, uh, that, yeah. It makes, makes me like, I, you know, I do stuff with the students in school, but I'm like, ah, I wish I was sitting here editing all day, but I'm busy enough with schoolwork because we still have to teach online. So I don't know if you, if you were doing, still teaching online at all or. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, different. <laughs> well, you know what it is? I, I've, I've taught online at mercy college for the mm-hmm. last uh, 10 years and that's an online course that you sign up for though. Yeah. 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 So these but kids didn't sign like, up for it. Yeah. No, like, you know, when I'm teaching TV film, you got to show them you're there, they're filming and they're working, you know, and now, now we're online. <laughs> so not everyone has a camera, not everyone has an editor. It hasn't, you know, right. it's like going back to TV film one, like, this is how you do this, read this, do this, do this. Yeah. You know? It's, it's tough, man. I, I don't think teaching film or language online is, is easy. No, just in the intro. If you took like intro to film or intro to TV, yeah, I could see that because you're learning all the basics and stuff. But, you know, I, I teach two advanced classes and they're like, where's the camera? Let's shoot. Let's film. <laughs> I can't yeah. do it. Man. Oh, man. Tough, tough. Yeah. Well, you got to have a sense of humor. I mean, I always tell the kids, I'm like, let's just do our best. You know, yeah. some people bug out over this and it's, hey, we're lucky that we have technology. We're lucky. Yeah. You know, then, you know, we're healthy. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I wish it wasn't, but you know, you got to make things uh, happen. So this is why I've been doing this, making it happen, you know, so still making connections, getting filmmakers out there. Uh, if you have any, uh, if we can see any of your short films, are they out there like on Amazon or, or things like that? You could promote them and uh, Christian will put it up on the screen there for like where you can see it. So oh, great. So yeah. meet Mario is on, um, Amazon Prime. Okay. The, feature, the feature or the short or both or the uh, feature. And that, that was my first film, which, you know, you try not to be sensitive, but you know, there's a couple of comments where people ripped it apart and it's like the movie was made on no money at all. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you look, if you look at the films that have ever made on like nothing, like we've done horror films, and there are people that watch it and watch it on Amazon, but they will comment like, oh, it's cheaply made. No crap. It's cheaply made. Dude. Yeah. And, and, and I really, I, I try not, you know, you can't be sensitive. Yeah. Because, yeah. But like it, it aggravates me that you don't know what you're watching. I mean, a low budget films, a million bucks and we're making these yep. movies on yeah. shoe strings. Yeah. I, I saw a comment once on one of the films I worked on that we, it was probably like a, you know, $10,000 film. Yeah, bro, exactly. <laughs> they, go, they, go, they, they wrote, they go, man, this, this should, this is only made for like a million dollars. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's about 990 million thousand more than it actually, actually was, you know? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. And I, and I find that very, I find that frustrating though. Like, yeah. you know, these, these people, they don't realize 
that we're not making money on, on a back end, you know, like if any money's to be made at all in independent film in New York city, it's a front end deal. And even that's, you know, tough to structure. So, I mean, you have to have a million over a million views on Amazon to, to even make a couple bucks. Um, yeah. So it kept getting lower and lower. They keep changing it because I guess they can. Yeah. You know, and, and my whole thing is, so, uh, Santino was, uh, was a film that we got a grant from the Russo brothers and NIAF with, and I, and I work with people that I like, uh, <laughs> continuously, you know, if I have a bad experience with somebody, I, I don't tend to ever call them back no matter how talented they are. So I work a lot with Artie Pasquale. He's been in three of our movies. Yeah. Uh, Christina Fontanelli, you know, she was in Santino and that was really cool. Cause she's actually a very accomplished, uh, uh, filmmaker, Chris McAllister, another guy who's appeared multiple times, uh, Joe D'Onofrio, who, who we both love. I mean, just a yeah. cool, humble guy. Uh, Danny Grimaldi, was uh, was a fantastic guy to work with because he's an acting teacher. He's a, he's got his PhD in mathematics. Yeah, it was, it was great talking to him at the bright side when he came by. Like it was like, yeah, hey, you're a professor in math. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and and he's so. I mean, if you saw Pasquale's Magic Veal, Pasquale's Magic Veal, we put out now. It was on Amazon and Distributor went out of business, and oh. that was a fiasco. So I put it on yeah. YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you check, you know, type in Pasquale's magic veal and then space DJ Higgins, it'll come up. Uh, we got a couple of views there, but, uh, yeah, Dan, Danny was like so good, you know, and, uh, he at one point was praying in Latin and we shot that movie in two days and working with Vinny Pastore. I mean, I was a huge fan of Vinny on the Sopranos. So, you know, working with these guys, same thing with Joey, you know, Joe, yeah. I reached out to Joe six years ago and I was like, you know, I loved you in Bronx tale. Mm-hmm. Would you like to take a look at something I'm doing? And then he put me through the proper avenues, you know? So it, it's cool when you're a fan making movies. Yeah. And I, I, I worked with Joe on a, on a feature and he was, we had a great time. So he's always, you know, supports the festivals. He's always showing up. He had a bunch of shorts on it. So it's always fun to see. I haven't seen him in a while. But I, I think he was uh, he was going to do uh, a show coming up. Him and Chris from uh, Goodfellas, they were doing like a, a, a two man show thing, kind of. And uh, and then all this happened. So who, who know? Hopefully, it will happen soon. Because I met I met um, I went to I was with Artie actually at um, one of the cons. It wasn't Sopranos con, but it was like uh, one of the cons up north, and. Uh, someone pulled a fire drill. So I'm hanging out with him and he's like, Oh, come on with me. So I'm sitting there like at, at his like table and everyone's and just having a blast with everybody. It was so much fun. Like everyone, like, you know, it was all different types of people, but there was the good fella guys, the Sopranos and, and then like all other actors all over the place, signing and autographs and stuff. And I was just in the middle of it going, this is, this is cool. It's really cool. I'm like, this is why I make movies. You know? Yeah. And, that, and, that, and so the thing with Artie is, Artie, I always, when I talk to him, I call him Zio, you know, uncle, because he, he's just such a good guy, you know, and he's one of these guys that gives his heart to a project, but he, he understands how much work goes in. I actually own a phone call, but that, that's what makes this process 
so beautiful. That's where Julie and I are really on the same page that Julie, Julie has a knack. She does a lot of the casting and she has a knack not only for talent, but for people that are going to bring, you know, their a game. Um, so Anthony Coppola, he, he was an actor I worked with for the first time recently in the last episode of smack immigrant and another great, great talented guy. Just, just, you know, someone like you'd actually hang out with and, uh, you're right. Heard, someone, someone breaking in. I, I, I heard like like a pop. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I heard a pop. I heard a pop. It was like I. You know what? Uh, one of my lights one day just popped out of nowhere, and so I was. I thought that's what I heard, but who knows? <laughs> Dude, I, I, was just, like, I, I thought you were getting robbed, man. I said, <laughs> "What now? Who'd want to rob me?" <laughs> actually the other night i was telling someone i was watching all these i've uh, i know some people that do those ghost hunter shows i and some of the ghost hunters i know so i was watching their new shows like late at night i couldn't sleep i'm watching it i'm you know here by myself and all of a sudden i have this big bookshelf and out of nowhere i've lived here for 10 years out of nowhere the thing just collapsed <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh my god i jumped out of my seat i'm like ghost that's insanity <laughs> Yeah, you can't can't make it up. You can't make this stuff up. It just happens. Well, to to your point, man, like it's interesting because I'm all about uh, thought provoking and dark films. But as of right now, I'm trying to watch a lot of comedies because there's so many people that are anxious right now. And like you talk to people and they're panicking. Did you get a chance to watch uh, The Last Dance on ESPN? No, I haven't. Someone was just telling me I should watch it. Yeah, I got to watch that. So there, it was really good. It's really good. Ten, ten episodes. I was just why I watched. I finished watching Ozark. That was one of the Ozark. You see that show? Uh, I, I watched season one. I haven't had a yeah. chance to continue. It's so good. It's so Everyone good. Everyone loves like, it. Yeah. yeah. It's like that's one person I'd love to work with one day. Jason Bateman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great. Yeah. But uh, it's just so well done. And I'm like, when you watch something like that, when when it's over, it's like, I want to sit down and write. And then I had so much other stuff to do. But it's like, I want to sit and write right now, you know? So. Well, you know, I mean, that's that's the goal here. But, you know, I I listen to a lot of international uh, news channels. And I was listening to an Argentinian station. They were like, what's happening with cinema right now? You can't do a love scene. Because of COVID nineteen, yeah, two actors can't kiss on camera. It'd be like the fifties again, where they have to put one foot on the off the bed or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean that that to me is crazy, and that and that's what's cool about someone like you that you know we could just we like our own projects, but you're very excited about good movies, and that's I'm very critical of the New York City film scene because. People are so competitive and there's this need to like be famous and have all eyes on you where you got to collaborate. You know, there's people I I could edit my movie, but I look for an editor who's better than me. You know, with Julie, I ask Julie all the time. I'm like, rewrite this script. You know, I want to share the credit, but uh, a lot of credit mongers out there. Nah, yeah, I don't like that. I just I like to have fun and have the team. It's all a, to me. It's a team effort. So, well, a great movie. You know, a great movie is. You know, I, I've seen some really cool stuff uh, at your festivals. And uh, in fact, the movie that you were in, talking about festivals and, and hang and uh, I've been hanging out to your shorts in the Bright Side film. 
festival. Yeah. But uh, the movie, the movie that Dennis uh, shot where you were the gym teacher, what was that? Uh, Oh yeah, Death and Disco Fries. That's Death free on YouTube Fries. as well, <laughs> dude. That that movie. So like to show you that I walk my talk. Yeah, I, I watched that movie. I didn't know who Dennis was. No. So at that point, I go up to Dennis and I'm like, I have an idea. Can you make this idea look like that? Because yeah. that, he's so talented, you know, yeah. as, as a DP, and that's thanks to your festivals. I said, Katrina Mitchell, I met at your festival, and that led to a friendship. I was in Vegas. I watched Mike Vetsa win uh, Best Actor. Oh, yeah. You know, we were in Vegas together, and then, you know, her, her Cutting Room Film Festival. So, like, you know, a good festival with good people it has this compounding. It's, it's a good earthquake, you know, as a compounding effect. <laughs> Uh, that's why I love festivals because it's just, you get, I, I love watching people's films and meeting people and having a good time. So I really got into the festival thing and, and you go to the festivals, you, you enjoy it. I, I wanted to go to Vegas. How, so you like the Vegas one, huh? I wanted to go this summer, but. I mean, she, she gave out these trophies at the Venus uh, film festival because she's an artist that were like, gorgeous they were there were these marble statues and someone could tell how vain are you to talk about a trophy well you know like you're <laughs> traveling across the world it feels nice to get across the country rather it feels nice to get the recognition but these things were were, were beautiful you know and that's that's from a film that's from a, a film director who's really saying i value the people there and just like you guys you know you guys are always pumped and you give a lot of recognition and you give a lot of awards and that's, you know, for us as independent filmmakers, that's our bread and butter. We're saying, hey, look, somebody out there likes our stuff. It's not saying, look how great I am. You're saying, I made this project. I put it on a credit card. And guess what? Someone doesn't think it's trash. <laughs> yeah. Someone likes it. And, and, and that's very yeah. exciting. So, um, yeah, I do. I do. I really do like it when an audience likes your film. Like uh, when, when people, I, I, you know, I might go away or might not watch it, but I like to watch the people's reactions for death and disco fries and how they, if they laugh or don't laugh or. I thought you were great in that movie, man. I thought you played, you you know, you killed it as a gym teacher. I thought that was just a really cool concept. I thought it was a gorgeous, gorgeous little film. And you guys rocked out with quite a few awards, but uh, yeah, that, that was, that's a film that sticks out in my head is just a cool concept shot. Well, I mean, I, I think there's so many people that want to make their movies look good, but there's no story. So to have the two things meet is, uh, is big. Cool. So, um, what do you have? Anything other? Well, so you're editing, and you're going to put together the a, documentary. A feature, it's, called, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a feature feature documentary. Well, it's yeah. a mockumentary. This this is yeah. something that I, I I kind of invented. So, uh, we took the four episodes of Smack, okay, yeah. and I used them as flashbacks in a mockumentary about how Craig, who plays the crooked cop. The last episode we shot, he gets arrested by his partner. So he decides he's going to go out on the street on his own dime and tell the world what the true story is. So we went around Staten Island, Craig and I, and I had my camera out and we're like in all the hot spots. Uh, we went in front of the Staten Island Yankee Stadium. We went in front of a lot of the graffiti shots. I, I grew up, you know, loving Wu-Tang, great Wu-Tang mural. We went down, you know, we're shooting all this stuff and Craig He's just telling his side of the story. So I weave this guerrilla filmmaking, super sporadic mockumentary with flashbacks into the four episodes we shot. And yeah. uh, 
I, I think it's something special, man. It's definitely something, you know, I have a habit of sending out private links to, to friends of mine to see their reactions. Um, so that we're going to be pushing that soon. I mean, I'd love to be shooting during this time, yeah. but, uh, I don't know. I guess it's not socially responsible. Well, I know you got a lot of ideas. We're always, we're always talking ideas. So, you know, we're always brainstorming stuff together, even whenever we see each other. Well, I, I, I want to make this, I want to make this yeah. movie with you about these two Irish brothers and one fakes his own funeral. There you like go. That's, that's, that's right. I want you to play one of the brothers, man. I'm, I'm all go. about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one thing I, I was just thinking about the other day when I don't know, I guess my brain sort of working during all this. I'm like, I never directed a play. So I, I, that, that's what I want to do. I want to direct a play one of these days. If we ever get the chance to get into a theater again. <laughs> that's, that's that's a lot of work, man. That's cool. Yeah, I know. I know. Maybe next summer, because, you know, I know all school year is going to be busy. Maybe next summer. I thought this summer would be a great time to do it, but I can't do it. So but that that's a good that's another, you know, one of those goals. Whatever we'll see, right? People but, uh, that are into theater, they're purists. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for it. It's just, you know, I got an argument the other day with a buddy of mine who loves theater, and he says, "I'm so shocked that you're not a theater guy." And I go, "I can't imagine working as hard as I do, and then it disappears." You know, with a film, I could go and hit play and say, yeah, it was hard, but it, it sticks around forever. And he goes, that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not built. I'm not that, that, that nice of a guy to, to, to go out and do something only for that moment. I need it. To, I need to yeah. hold it and be able to revisit it. Absolutely. Well, um, since uh, it's almost time, it's basically almost time to come up. Do you have anything you want to promote out there? Any websites or where, where we can see your films again? So people uh, will be, if they're listening now or listening later, can go check out some of your stuff or your websites or anything you want to promote. Yeah. So definitely check out smacktv.net. We have a couple episodes up there for free. Uh, Pasquale's magic video was probably our most successful uh, sure. As I said, if you, if you go to YouTube and type in Pasquale's Magic Veal space DJ Higgins, um, it, it'll come up. There, there's been some views on that. Uh, Santino space DJ Higgins. You can see our Russo, bro- uh, Russo Brothers piece. Uh, Meet Mario. The short is on YouTube. Same thing. Meet Mario space DJ Higgins. Uh, on Amazon, we have Meet Mario. If you just type that in, that'll come up. It's on Amazon Prime. Or you can contact me on Facebook if you want to see anything. I'll send it to you for free, a link. What I like to do for my my students out there sometimes, if if we have time, we really don't have time to show features that often. But if I find a time, I like to show them uh, filmmakers that did a short and a feature and then compare and contrast the feature with the short. That's something I always like to assign them to do. If I have Absolutely. a chance to show a feature, like say, say like, you know, uh, Christmas break is coming up soon and I have a little time. I'll try to do it then or Easter break, some kind of break, because usually we're always doing stuff where we can't show a feature. But I do show a lot of shorts. So a lot. Of, so you have a lot of shorts. Yeah, man. Well, there's this mentality. I know I got to get off the air, but, you know, the, right. yeah, I don't want to I don't want to have someone else coming up. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, there's this mentality now that, oh, you know, you made a, a short when are you making your next feature. And it's like Scorsese still is shooting short films. You yeah, know, you'll this, still shoot a short. Yeah. Come yeah, on, man. Absolutely. Like, like if, you, if you're moving people. I, I, I'm about just telling a story. And I think the future is and this is something no one wants to admit the, the, the youngsters 
uh, are now they're, they're, they're setting, they're blocking, they're taking their camera and they're filmmakers, man. They're better filmmakers and hack the filmmakers out there. And some of these, some of these things on Instagram are really good and I'm learning from them. I know, right? Well, in my students, I got a few. It's exciting. I have a few that are going to film school next year. Every year it grows. So that, that makes me feel really good when that happens. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to so that it's always a good feeling with it. Oh, I got into film school. I'm going to film school. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's there awesome. you go. But, uh, well, thanks for coming on, man. It was great talking to you. It goes by real fast on this show. And, uh, uh, you know, you can, they can check it out later on YouTube as well as uh, SoundCloud. And we'll, we'll be on my Facebook page on Cullen, uh, uh, Cullen on Films. All right, bro. I appreciate the yeah. love, man. Thanks again. Good luck with everything. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Thanks, man. See ya.